You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, guys, is a big one. I've been waiting on this one for a long time. Uh, he's been on my list forever, uh, and we finally were able to make it work, and it was great. I was so excited to do this. Mr. Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessional, from Further Seems Forever, from the Vacant Andes, uh, the dude is prolific. He's been a major part of even the hardcore scene, as well as uh, a singer-songwriter. One of those guys you can go see live and you can't hear his voice because everyone is singing the words so loudly. Uh, it reminded me of something like when the Beatles couldn't play anymore because you couldn't hear them over the screaming girls. Uh, in this case, the screaming fans that are singing the words are tough guy hardcore kids, uh, you know, football players, hockey players, skateboarders, everybody is singing every word. And it's something to be witnessed. Uh, I've seen Dashboard play several times. Uh, I have not been able to see him with Further Seems Forever. Um, but uh, as you guys heard in the Jason Gleason episode, uh, Jason Gleason is the one that I saw Further Seems Forever with back at the Meow Meow in Portland. Uh, just a surreal experience. And uh, yeah, it, I was stoked that Chris wanted to do this. Uh, it was actually an awesome story because uh, Maddie Mullins, a new friend of the show uh, since the the episode we did with him a while back, uh, actually connected Chris and I. Uh, and I emailed Chris, and he was down to do it. Uh, so we worked through management to schedule, and uh, you know everything else fell into place. And I was stoked to do it. And it was one of these conversations that really stuck with me. Um, 
Chris talks a lot about just being present and enjoying every moment. And when you speak to Chris, you can tell that he is doing exactly that. He thinks about what he's going to say. He has a very mellow uh, and relaxed feel about him when he speaks. But you can tell, you can see it in his eyes, you can see it in his body language that he is truly savoring every moment. Even talking to yours truly, uh, just having a conversation with somebody, he is still present in the moment and enjoying every minute of it. Um, and it just that really resonated with me. Um, there's a lot of these episodes that resonate with me, but this one stuck with me enough that I was talking to my therapist about the same thing because I just don't understand how someone can do that all the time. Uh, but being through what Chris has been through with his motorcycle accident and and all that, and maybe not being able to play music again, all this, all these things just bring us to that point. Uh, time is precious. We don't know how much time we have, and we might as well enjoy what we're what we have while we're here. Um, and it's a really good lesson. You guys will hear us talk about this, um, but I really want you guys to savor on that and 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 kind of stew on that a little bit because it really hit me. Um, you know, I don't usually talk about a ton of stuff in these intros because, I mean, you guys are here for one thing, and that's the interview. Um, but this just really, really hit me hard. So listen for that part in the in the interview, and uh, just really enjoy Chris's uh, his way of speaking. It's very, very calming. Um, and you know, one of the big things I do on this show, um, which I feel isn't done enough, and this is not. This is not tooting my own horn. This is not putting me above anybody else. One thing I've found on this show is that if you wait just a minute, uh, let someone finish speaking, listen carefully. Don't be thinking about what you're going to say next. Just be in the moment. Uh, you can really get some good things to come out of it. I think a lot of people interrupt too much, um, you know, and, and it's something I'm working on too because I do the same thing. I do tend to interrupt every once in a while, but I really have been trying to sit with it, give it an extra second. I think it's called the Fred Rogers method, um, but just wait an, ex an extra second. And in that extra second, a lot of times there may be something even better said than that was just said before. Um, and it's it's true. It really works. So um, this is one of those situations where I would just let Chris go and let him finish his point uh, because I was really genuinely interested in what he had to say. And that's the reason I enjoy doing this show. That's the reason you guys enjoy listening to this show, because there's a genuine curiosity, which keeps uh, a lot of interest in what we're doing. Um, and that in in all is the art of podcasting. The art of conversation is being truly curious, truly interested in who you're speaking to. Because if you're not, people can spot bullshit a mile away and they can tell. And that's exactly uh, something I want to avoid. So I've rambled enough. Let's get some business out of the way, and we'll jump into this episode. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch with me. Uh, if you have guest ideas, questions, uh, comments, anything, uh, hit me up. Uh, Spotify is now allowing reviews. So, or excuse me, is now, <laughs> I do this every week. Spotify is now uh, accepting ratings. So you can rate the show. You can give us a five-star rating if you're listening on Spotify right now. Head over and give us a rating. It really helps us on the chart position and the algorithm, getting us in front of new people. Uh, also, rate and review the show on iTunes. Uh, you can actually write a review there, uh, and I love seeing those come through. Um, and so also with that, join the uh, Peer Pleasure Podcast Facebook group. Now, that is the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle on Facebook. Uh, you get to find out who's coming on, who I just had on, 
you able to ask questions here and there if you want to, as far as with the guests, if I have time, uh, something I'm just trying to include everybody in that group in something special. Um, and I know you guys are probably watching the Super Bowl right now. Uh, hopefully you check this out afterwards. Uh, but I hope everyone's being safe out there and, and really just having a great, great time because hopefully we're coming out of this madness we've been in. But I really just, uh, like I said, just savor every moment, man. You don't know how much time you have. And, uh, you know, I just really am trying to live that as well since this episode. Uh, so speaking of being in the moment, <laughs> we're going to get into this thing. So without further ado, Here's my conversation with the great Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessional. I feel like I find something new to remind me of you all the time. A picture, a headband, a song, or this cork from this bottle of wine. The click of the thermostat kicking off just when it's getting too warm. Dropping the pressure, the smell in the air when it's starting to storm. And I hate to admit that it's true, but I like that it hurts when I do. Here's to fighting less, here's to living more, here's to feeling alive again. Here's to picking yourself off the floor Here's to waking up Here's to sleeping well for once Here's to knowing the things that you wish you could change Here's to saying you're fine when you're not Here's to being right Here's to being wrong Here's to letting go Here's to moving on I stand in one place and just listen and let myself feel how it sounds. A little bit hollow, a little bit hopeful, a little bit down. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I love Thanks, this, buddy. dude. I love this. This is awesome. Uh, I I'll, well, first off, I'm glad to have you, dude. That's it. It's uh, it's been a long time coming. I've I've wanted to have you on for a very long time. Uh. But with these things, they get so out of control as far as you're reaching out to all these people. And sometimes like 10 people say yes, sometimes 20 people say yes. And it's like, well, where am I going to schedule all these in? And then how am I going to put these out once a week? Then you end up like 15 in the can. And then you're like, oh, yeah, well, shit, I was supposed to. I, I want to talk to this. Person. I want to talk to this person. You know, it's just like um, it's crazy. It's crazy. And um, uh, so I'm stoked to have you. Um, thanks to Maddie Mullins for connecting us. Uh, good man he's a buddy i met through this show as well so um yeah it's been it's been a long time coming so uh thanks yeah, for coming on we finally could connect thanks for inviting me all these you know a couple months ago to, to to come chat with you and i'm glad we yeah, i uh, i i'm i'm glad we have the occasion of a new record at least to have an excuse to talk yeah so yeah thanks for that of course that's the weird thing with podcasting is you don't always have to have something to promote promote but when you're Reaching out to someone like, hey, do you just want to get on and chat for a while? They're like, well, what for? <laughs> I always like that, too. But then my, you know, like the people that I um, go to for that kind of advice say, this is when you say, wait a month. Yeah. 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 Oh, right, right. Okay, sure, sure. Forget <laughs> about that bit. A month is nothing. I, I, I yeah. will tell you that. Ian Mackay made me wait almost six. 
Uh, and well, he was testing others have me. said it, and I will say it myself. I am no Ian Mackay. Dude, testing. Wow, how cool is that, man? How cool is that? That was in the first year of the show, and that was mind-blowing. That was from guessing an email address, and that's how that happened. It was crazy. Um, Amazing. Anyway, uh, but I'm stoked to have you, and, and uh, I was just talking. I, well, we could start off with this because I was just talking to uh, Jason Gleason yesterday on the phone, um, and I told him I was talking to you today. And I was like, hey, man, what's what's something Chris probably doesn't talk about much that, you know, and he said <laughs> he, he came back with every time I go to see Chris in New York, the side stage is like a who's who royalty of hardcore, like <laughs> yes, Madball and Judge and dudes that you'd be scared of uh, walking down the street, like singing every word with their kids and how amazing that is. And I don't know if you want to elaborate on that, but that is that right there. I got the image in my head and I was like, this is exactly something I could see happening. Yeah, that's funny that Jason would bring that up to you because, uh, you know, I actually don't know the Madball guys. I sure wish I did. But uh, but, you know, like often the judge guys are sick of it all or. or uh, yeah, there's a there's a bevy of, of, of people that I came up at Matt being a massive fan of that I've been lucky mm. enough to become friends with over the years. And like, <clears throat> as I discovered with, uh, like Toby from, from H2, all those H2O, all those years ago, once you, once you make a friend with somebody in that camp, mm -hmm. whoever that friend is, they're your friend for life. They're cut from a certain cloth. The, the, the people I've met in that scene. And I don't mean just the people in the bands. I mean, mm -hmm. the people in the scene I'm from, and I'm, you know, I'm from the hardcore scene. That's where I came up. Mm -hmm. And, um, and um, I don't, I'd love that it's a little bit noteworthy that these, uh, <clears throat> is it noteworthy because they're awesome or because it's, because it's probably because of this, because it's a little weird that those guys in particular might be set, might know all the words to my songs. But uh, I think it, I think what it has in common in spirit to the hardcore world is that um, you're expressing uh, with sincerity something about something you uh, you feel deeply. So, uh, yeah, that is true. You might you might find you'd be surprised who side stage at dashboard <laughs> confessional shows. <laughs> I love. But Jason's that. there too. I mean, my he's um, post hardcore royalty, if you ask me. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, I was it was awesome when you brought that up because I was like, dude, that's I I haven't heard that, but I could picture that. Cause I've been to, yeah. you know, multiple dashboard shows, but it's always in Portland, Oregon or something, you know, it's not in New York. So it's a little different. Um, but it's so interesting too, like how, like throughout. I know exactly who he's talking about now. I think I can picture that day was among the, 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 um, the dudes that uh, are heroes to us, mm -hmm. to guys like you and me was, uh, was, was Porcel. And, um, and he was there, and I remember Jason being just as excited as I was that, that he was there because <laughs> who wouldn't? Yeah, dude, of course. And it's it's it, stylistically it's so different, but it's the same thing. It's just expressing emotion. I, that's what hardcore is all about: is it getting feelings well, out? It, you know, that's it. what drove me. That's what drew me to hardcore as a fan. Um, it was. I've never actually thought of hardcore the scene as being like a hyper-masculine place. 
although it has the trappings of it in some cases, but mm -hmm. I really haven't found that to be the case. I found it to be a place where artists and big feelers congregate mm -hmm. and um, they just happen to like heavy music. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a different world. Like it's, it's something like I've never experienced discovering hardcore changed everything, but having that, having that home where you can express yourself so freely, um, and just let everything out. It, it's like the, it can, it can absolutely have the violent side of things. Um, but that's also emotion. Like it's all, it's just boiling over, you know, um, it's such an interesting thing. You were always, you were always like the, um, in like looking at it peripherally, like the guy who could, uh, like unite all these people together in something like people, um, you know, you'd see guys, especially in Portland from the hardcore scene, but then they'd bring their girlfriend with them and be, you know, singing every word. And it was so cool to watch that. Like it's something people could do together that maybe weren't into the abrasiveness of hardcore. You know what I mean? Like, but they could connect the same way to what you were doing. And that, uh, was really incredible to see, you know, um, in live time, especially, you know, there's few bands that come through like Portland where all the bands in Portland are at the show and yours was always one of those, you know? Um, and I always found that really fascinating about what you do. Um, and, and it just, it was so cool to see that uniting united front. Um, always. I you can feel it on our ends too, when you're up on stage or just backstage or at the show all day. Well, on, the, on a on a macro level, you just like feel like oh, there's a there's community here mm -hmm. that I'm I'm just lucky to be a part of the community. I mean, uh, yes, I understand that they maybe come to see my band play, but I don't feel like I'm the um, engine by any means. Mm -hmm. um, but that has uh, but to be a part of that community and to be welcomed in and, and, and um, been a place for, for people to come to celebrate that community has been a, a kind of, a, I, I would dare I say it's been an, it's kind of been an honor to experience that. Absolutely. You're a conduit. You're a conduit between, between someone and, and uh, something greater. It's, it's a cool position to be in. It has to be, um, you know, it's in a, in a humbling one, you know, and being, being someone who, when you go to a dashboard show, you can hardly hear you sometimes because people are singing yeah. so loud every word. Uh, it's just something else, man. It's something else. You're in a really cool position. And, and uh, I'm trying to remember the first time I heard dashboard. And I think it was uh, uh, my buddy, Jim went and saw you at some small club in Portland. It was just you and a guitar, very few people there. And he's like, I saw this guy last night. Like he just came out, acoustic guitar, and was just screaming, and you could just feel it. And like he was trying to like describe what was happening. And at that point, uh, I'm trying to think, I think he got Swiss Army Romance, um, and that's what he showed us. And he's like, this like you hear it on the CD, but you have to see it live. Like he was so blown away by this. And then right shortly after that, uh, it, it was either shortly before that or shortly after that. We discovered further seems forever i think i went and bought it there's a there's a christian the only time i ever went in this place but it was a christian bookstore 
because they they sold all the tooth and nail releases and you didn't have to do oh, right. mail order. I was wondering where where the connection was there. So, I thought it was on tooth and nail. Yes. Right. So and, and we knew you could buy all the tooth and nail stuff there just that day. You didn't have to do mail order or anything like that. Um, yeah. And it was down the street, so we went in there and picked that up, and and then it was just lights out, man. Like this is like whoa, okay. Then we made the connection, and then we started following everything, and it was just such a cool time um, to discover that. And then of course discovering the the backstory and stuff to that um was was uh was injured the timeline i guess because when that came out yeah, was, you were already you were already gone i was already gone i was already yeah. gone from further before the record came out i i was uh let's see i would have made the swiss army record i did make the swiss army romance record before leaving further but um um let's see the order things went i went i recorded swiss army and i thought it was a Sort of just the totality of it completed the totality of my vision for the thing. It was one record that I thought I'd ever make like that. They were songs further didn't want to do as further songs um, and encouraged me to release on my own and even encouraged me to release as stripped down. They thought there was a charm there. It was nice to have a attaboy. Of course, it like I think it stung a little that they didn't want those songs uh, for themselves, but I understood I didn't. I don't think I thought they were further songs either, but you're in the band. You bring the songs you have to your band first. Sure. And um, and they could have they could have really rained on my parade. They could have really like if they were lesser people. If they're they're just incredible guys. If they were lesser people, they might have been like, nah, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. And that would have been an acceptable like non awful thing to do, but. It would have made me doubt the songs, but they were really interested. They were really interested in the songs. They had me play them. I just sat there and played it over and over and over again. And they were like really inquisitive about what was going on, what was happening with the tunings, the, the keys, the, the you know, in, you know, inquisitive questions. And they, it was clear that they were behind what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so when it came time, by the time further, by the time further started to disband which was before we actually recorded The Moon's Down. I think it was Nick who left the band first. It was all like one day, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the house of cards fell hard. I think Nick maybe left and I I left that same day. And it really broke my heart. I did not want that band to end. I still wish that band had not broken up even though we came to reform and and they and we go on to do more things creatively i just just wish that never had happened Mm -hmm. um but what it did lead to was that uh, so when i conceived of this dashboard thing i thought it'd be really a great like life experience and maybe even a learning experience to go out and play in front of people by yourself Mm-hmm. Um, which seemed terrifying to me. And so that was part of the impetus of, of choosing to make these songs, to keep these songs as like a, for lack of a better word, uh, really austere solo songs. And I, and I thought, I'll do this. I'll, I'll force myself to go out and play this in front of people for, uh, and you know, we were looking down the road of what we had for further, um, when I was conceiving of this idea, and we had this, it was October, must've been October, 2000. 
that I had this window where there was no sh further shows. And I thought, okay, I'll do it then. And I, I was thinking about this the other day. I often say, you know, I left for that month long tour, but there was no way it was like a proper month long tour. <laughs> it was like maybe 11 shows that I booked all over the country over the course of a month with no connective tissue whatsoever. So, but what happened was, um, I fell in with other bands that were doing the same thing. And those other bands were like, uh, a really important finding each other. It was a really important for all of us. Newfound glory was out there ahead of us with a big head of steam, but midtown and, and specifically the movie life and I kind of like collaborated. Let's just do this thing. Let's just like try to make as many, like I have these three shows. Maybe I can get you on them. Oh, cool. I have these four. I'll get you on them. And before you know it, we had like tacked together a tour while we were on the tour. Like we were doing this, having met at a show on an off day. Mm -hmm. I was playing a night in Connecticut at a place called the LNG where the movie life was playing the next night. And they just stumbled in to see what the club was like. And they saw me, been friends forever now. Well, that tour, I thought, you know, I'll go back, you know, the breakup of the band happened shortly before that. I think it was end of the summer. And um, and I I don't even know that I'd left. Let me rephrase that. It, let's see. I, yeah, it was the end of the summer that we broke up. And it was before that tour that I recorded because we, we decided maybe it'd be a good thing to, I don't know if memorialize is the right. <laughs> it felt good to close that circle. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's let's record these songs because honestly, I still believe there's the some of the best songs that I've ever been involved in. And um and so we did make the record and we didn't know at the time whether we would, you know, further eventually the record label still wanted to put it out, but we didn't know that further would go on even though the record label they understood I was no longer in the band. There wasn't at that time there wasn't a band. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We had kind of broke. I didn't really just quit. The band just sort of dissolved. But then we decided we we're going to continue to do this. So I was out there on the road knowing I'd had finished this. And I remember telling movie life guys, yeah, this is, I know you guys are supporting this. And I'm so grateful and I'm excited about this. But let me tell you about the real love of my life. And I would tell them about the further record. And so um, it was fun to be out there on the road, traveling the country, coming to places like Portland and then finding out, you know, like making my own way, right? Mm-hmm. But then fight, meeting people in the audience that, that would say to me, have you heard about this band Further Seems Forever? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure They're from my town. They're from my town. And just be like a fly on the wall to hear how it was reaching other people. Yeah. You know, without me, without me and them ever having set foot there. It's fascinating, dude. Uh, you're in one of those unique But positions. it did come out. You know, it came out. It was such a weird time when it came out. I don't mean to interrupt, but nope. let, let me just tack on this. That that the Swiss Army Rum, it's the distance between my first two records for Dashboard. It's only like a, the, the, the sorry the, the separation of time is only like a few months. Mm -hmm. So I think that that maybe that first record came out. Oh, maybe it did come out in October, for all I know. And then the but the places was out in February. But so was the Moon Is Down. The Moon Is Down came out a week one week after the places. So that was a big one year calendar year for me for for uh, being able to experience music really deeply yeah dude that what an interesting time and being 
did you did you expect? I mean, was it what you expected going out on your own and being, uh, you know, you said it was a little bit terrifying putting that stuff out, but like then becoming the focal. I mean, of course, the front man's the focal point a lot of times in bands, but you also have the band behind you. Like you have, uh, you have like not not a comfort zone maybe, but you have some something behind you. Whereas when you go out on your own, it's just you and a guitar, and it, you are what people are looking at solely was that like a like a really big shock to you um and something you had to grow into or did it something did was it something you took uh kind of took to right away you know Dewey, it wasn't a shock to me because i i expected to be terrified and, and i uh i turned out i, I was right think so <laughs> i i i expected it to be a very naked um exposed um and um, almost unsettling experience. Um, I don't know that it has stopped being that, but I'll tell you, I didn't. I didn't expect that I would find that part of it to also feed feed me somehow. To know that that feeling of like with each note you play, you just overcome. You overcome that um, fear mm-hmm. and doubt. Um, with every note you, you sing, you you gain a, a little more self-respect. I think in the moment, it's a very it's a very holistic kind of reckoning mm-hmm. that you can have with yourself. Because um, it's really honest. There's no faking your way and finding out. There's no. It's very difficult to pretend to be anything other than what you purely are. Uh, without artifice around you, you know, like you can lean towards, see the benefit of being in a band is that it is a construct of a bunch of people's personalities and, um, and how that, how they can live in that, uh, um, shared space and, and, and make it more than the sum of its parts. But what I'll tell you, Dewey, about, Though, though that doesn't go away, um, I will say the part about it not going away. After doing it a while, I thought maybe that would stop. That doesn't. That didn't stop, and that surprises me. But I'm happy it hasn't because it's kept me really uh, um, present in the moment of uh, the, the entire way along. Um, you asked me if I expected to to, and I'm not sure how you phrased it, but if I expected to be, I think you said the center of something with the way that people were singing along. And I can tell you, I certainly did not expect that. How does that go going, going, going backwards a little bit? Do you feel you've always been yourself or is it something that, um, you know, like growing up, like were you always who you were? Do you feel like true to yourself? Um, you know, putting yourself out there, or was this the chance to really put those things out in the world? Do you feel like you know? Did did you need this to do that? And we were more reserved and kind of um, maybe not giving everything out. Um, you know, is, is does it fit your personality? I guess is what I mean. <clears throat> from from a young age to to discovering music to 
being on that. I think screen. in some sense, I think in some sense it fits my personality. You know, what's at odds with that is that if we were hanging out a, at a bar or something like that, you might, you'd probably be right to perceive me as a little bit soft-spoken and a little, um, uh, someone who's comfortable not being the center of the moment. Those that spend any more time than with me than that, though, will will recognize that I that I just kind of come pre-programmed with a certain intensity. Um, I don't know where that comes from, and I can't say I don't always feel comfortable um, having that intensity. The um, that roiling nature that something's brewing inside um, to uh, mix metaphors. But I can tell you as I, the old, as I matured and found things, the things I gravitated to as I began to know myself as you do as you mature mm-hmm. were the things that helped me channel that into something, I guess, well, to be frank, into something that I've found hard to do, whatever those things were. The challenge of it felt um, like it matched whatever intensity was otherwise getting in my way. You know, the things you carry inside you don't always benefit you. But, you know, when I turned that energy into intention, say with like skateboarding, which was the first thing that I ever um, discovered was really beneficial from from that kind of energy that I had this uh, perseverance, mm-hmm. um, I understood. Oh, okay, okay. This is uh, this thing I've been walking around with that has made me feel strange and different than others is actually the thing that probably is helping me, uh, without me ever knowing it. And if I could figure out how to have it help me. Um, at my own beck and call, then I think I, I think it could be really useful. Having discovered it with skateboarding, I started trying to intentionally use that same energy in music. And um, you know, I I say that word intensity carefully because I think it has a little bit of a negative connotation. I I don't necessarily mean it as negative. I it could be discomfort. It could be disquieting, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the, here's that thing that we probably anybody listening to this podcast can relate to. I know you can, is that, uh, yeah, I thought I was one thing, found music and found out who I really was. Yeah. That's very well put. Very well put. And and also describing that that inner drive as not being a negative. Just being it can it can be un- uncomfortable at times, but it's just an energy. Like it's a it's a drive. It's a it's a and the fact that you don't know where it comes from, it's just ingrained. It's ingrained in you. It's what you came with. You know, that's what it seems like. Like you like speaking to you now, like you're you and you and I have never spoken before. Um 
you know, I've, I've witnessed what you do through years and years of, of following it and seeing it live, but you and I have never had a conversation, but what I gather even this far in just the, the peace that you have, like you're, you're, you're an extremely peaceful person. It seems like to me from our conversation, you think about what you're going to say. It's very, uh, it's a wonderful thing. So many people try to just throw everything out there and just like whatever sticks. I love the fact that, that you think about what you're going to say, how mindful you are. Um, and, and one of the, one of the cool things about you specifically, and this is kind of just an off topic thing, but that I've always liked, if I listen to an interview or, or listen to a record of yours, how much your speaking voice carries over into your singing voice. So when you're, when you're speaking with you, um, you can, you can gather some of the same feelings that you can listening to you perform, um, and, and what's being said. And that's something I've always found really cool about because there's some people you'll see them on stage and they sound completely different. You'd have no idea, but that just shows me how much of you goes into the music because you're not changing. You're just changing the, the volume or the, the, the key but it's still you something that I've just really found fascinating for a long time. Um, but in speaking to you, it really comes through even more, I guess. Um, as a side note. Thank you. I, I, <laughs> I, I will, I will say that, um, that's hard. For, that's a hard thing for me to recognize in myself. Um, you know, you only sound like what you sound like, right? Yeah, sure. It's hard to have a, and to know how anybody else perceives you, but I can, I can relate knowing that there's artists that I've heard sound incredible, um, have an incredibly, uh, incredible distinction between their speaking voice and their singing voice. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I've never known. Yeah. And that's not to cast an aspersion. Um, I've, I've never known how that works. I've only got that one, the one voice. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought up, um, uh, skateboarding as well. Cause it's something we talk about a lot on this show is, uh, going back to Ian Mackay and a couple other people when discovering skateboarding is the, one of the first times they saw the world differently. Like when you're, when you're on your board and you're going down a, down a street, you start looking at, at objects, everyday objects differently as how they can assist you in getting through this line getting you know what yeah. i mean uh which is a really cool thing to think about um the second you kind of switch on and realize everything's not as it seems there's multi-uses for these for this for that um and being uh using your resources around you it's something that's just so basic but also so profound for a for a, a teenager that's discovering these things for the first time um and, and then it helps with dealing with adversity and dealing with, um, uh, you know, personal accomplishment, personal, um, personal growth. And it, it's just a skateboard, but the, the impact it has is insane. What's going on guys. This is Dewey from peer pleasure. And I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms 
They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze and you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid, and I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now, distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. 
Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So, so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month, because I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. If you think about what skateboarding did for music and the scene in general, like it and and just for basic uh, you know, adolescence into adulthood, that passing, passing of, uh, not passing the torch, but that rite of passage happening through a piece of wood with wheels on it is crazy. Almost as crazy as a guitar. It's a piece so of wood it's with still, strings it's on it. funny. It's funny how it, it, um, how it shares this with the guitar in my own personal story, but you, you get a, I, I, I found, I got a skateboard. I, began to see the world differently. Mm-hmm. I also began to see it differently before I was able to do it as well as I'd like. You start to, you start to envision, you start to see suburban sprawl as something beautiful and challenging and, 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 um, and radical, no pun intended. And, and, um, um, full of previously unknown opportunity, um, possibility. I mean, I can, I know what, I know what the curb looks like still in my head that I first looked at and went, oh, I get it. I could use this for a purpose it wasn't intended to. I didn't verbalize it like that, but I saw it as that's the best curb I've ever seen. And I don't think before that moment I'd ever looked at a curb and thought anything about it at all. Mm -hmm. And I think when I, so if you, if you cut to some years later where I got my first guitar and was really intent on learning how to play, but also not from a, you know, not from a kind of family that could afford lessons, for example, Mm -hmm. but also being like tangentially and then the young end of things, but tangentially involved in the punk rock scene where I think this has changed, but where like studying the instrument was sort of gauche or something like that was like forbidden. Yeah. Frowned upon, I guess would be the right thing to say, right? It wasn't forbidden, but it was a little yeah. bit frowned upon. Yes. And so, you know, I had two things there. I had like no access. And then like, if I'd had it, I might've feared being a poser or something like that, not wanting to go down that road. Who knows? In either case, I didn't have any way to learn the thing, but it didn't make it feel impossible. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any way to learn skateboarding either. And I became really adept at that over time. And so I realized, okay, so, so like, it's about willpower. It's about deciding you want this bad enough and, and doing it on your own with, with no attaboys mm-hmm. until, until you can. 
and can you can you gut it out? Can you gut out that that long, long time it takes? And I could because I'd done it with skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, of course, there's the very obvious thing of like of a certain generation for skateboarding. I mean, it's continued forever. It's part of the tradition of skateboarding. But but pre internet days, or you know, slightly pre internet days, you couldn't figure out. I mean, you didn't have access to cool record stores unless you lived near one. Mm-hmm. And so what you had were the skate skate DVDs or tapes, as it was in my case at the end of the tape year of VCR tapes. And you just sit at the end and watch the credits roll because you got your mind blown by all this music mm-hmm. um, all the way through it. And you uh, and surfed to where I lived when, I, when we moved down to Florida. Um, you watch these videos and just discover... I mean, you had no way to find it other than the video itself, yeah. which we dub off the TV set sometimes just to listen to in our bedrooms or headphones. But um, and then you you know you figured out like I'll tell you like that had a direct thing like I saw it was in a issue of Thrasher or maybe Transworld but probably Thrasher Thrasher that there was like an ad for a cat, music catalog. That you could order for like one of those free ads right here for, you know, we'll send you the catalog. And that was like, whoa, it like listed what music, which uh, I, I already had my master list of all the songs I discovered, the bands I discovered. Now I had a way to buy their, the CDs. And uh, so where would I have been without skateboarding? I think uh, I know that I would have been a, a very different person. And, you know, it's been an incredible thing to know that to learn that you don't like, you don't age out of that culture and you don't have to age out of the sport either. You know, like even if like, I'm definitely not as good as I was, of course not. And it absolutely hurts to get, it's harder to get up after you, you know, take, after you daily take those falls, it's just part of skateboarding, but, but you still belong and you're still made to feel to belong. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you're not dissuaded from continuing in a way that you might be bounced out of another culture. Yeah. It's great. It's so funny. The things that skateboarding, learning guitar, playing music, discovering the barrier to entry is yourself. Like you just have to get past your own head. Like you just have to start. You don't have to have an internet connection. You didn't have to, you you dealt with what you had. I mean, you have the, the, it's just so funny to think about that. That's where, that's the barrier to entry is just your own mind. Like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work this one out, you know, especially end first tours. Who says you can't just go out and jump on any show you want. You can just go out and find shows. You could drive. Yeah. Who to says town. you can't play with hardcore bands. So yeah. I remember all those hardcore shows that I played in the early days and for a long tenure in my career, mm-hmm. um, where, there was it, was, it was a bit of a question, like, what's this dude doing here? But it was like, I will say by and large, it was more of like inquis- inquisitive nature. Mm-hmm. What's this dude doing here? Very f- seldomly was it, how dare this dude be here? But, you know, I wonder if it was evident, and this could possibly just boil down to the, like, I clearly looked like the part, you know, like I clearly looked not that much different than everybody else that was at the shows. Mm-hmm. I also had the same hoodie. I also had the, I mean, I had more tattoos probably than most people even then. And then 
Um, I also had, uh, you know, we all had the same haircut. Everybody did, you know, it was just part of the whole uniform. We just were, you could look. So maybe that gave me a little entree, like, oh yeah, okay. He's not, he's not aiming at us to, there's no part of this guy that's, that's not, I think when you look at the dude who's walking on stage with acoustic guitar, you're like, he's, that's weird, but he does sort of look like he's blonde, blonde here. So maybe let's see what this is. And if it's as bad as I expect, then we'll boom. But it wasn't like, hey, this guy, should get, get, you know, don't you dare walk out there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that um, at every stage of my career, the, the, it was this it was the scene I'd come from that that brought me to the next stage. So I didn't ever leave that scene I'd start, I'd come up in as a, as a fan, as somebody who was like, you know, the I was now playing the same venues that maybe like my first shows were the, were the put, I was put on by the guy who had a month earlier, had me flyering for shows so that I could get in, not my shows, like, you know, flyering for some job box show or something like that. So I could get into the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was this sense of like, Hey man, you were just the dude trying to get in here for free. You still got to pass out flyers now that you're a dude that's paid to be here. And then like, even like further down the line, there's this honest and real expectation. that I think was appropriate. Like, Hey man, don't forget these guys. Like they're, they're passing out flyers. Now you think that you want to put their band on, on some shows. And so there's a grand tradition I've been lucky enough to be a part of and get to continue. And, you know, I, I look at peers of mine, and friends, and you know, I'm lucky. I don't know many people, like this is an uncommon thing for people that find success in music, to have any friends that, to have many friends that came from their same town at the same time that also had a lengthy career, enjoying success, doing the same thing, mm-hmm. is, is a bit unusual. But I can turn to, uh, I won't list them all, it's a little bit uh, silly to do so, but I'll, you know, I can say, I, uh, at some point after this interview, I'll, I'll walk over to my friend Chad from Newfound Glory's house to visit with him as we do often. Mm-hmm. And just look at, look at where we were when we started just a couple of hardcore kids that wanted to play shows and look at where we are now, just like a couple of hardcore kids that, you know, want to play shows. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. I, and having that community still, you know, uh, to be in it for so long and, and building such a story too, building all these little things just built what you've created, you know, like what you've all, everyone's created like as one piece, but, but all these little pieces passing out flyers to, you know, to get into the show, to then learn how to do this, to learn how to do this, jump on this show, stand in front of this crowd, like all these little, I don't know how often you're able to reflect back on all those little steps that, that have gotten you to this point. Um, but I think it's really important to do that a lot often, you know? Well, can I, can I interject about like, cause those are the things of like personal accomplishment that make you who you are, right? It's mm-hmm. the steps you take. Yeah. It's the effort you put in to get up to the next step. But what really, what really, um, is a game changer is if you're lucky enough to live in a place in a community of people that, are also trying that hard hmm. with like a certain honor and, and, and purity of intention, I guess is a better word of an honor. Cause I think about this all the time. 
you know, I had all this great success. Um, I've had all the success that, that I've had, and it's been great at every stage, but I've also got to enjoy it next to my best friend who was, and by the way, the fact that our scene was not um, particularly male dominated down there in Florida. So you had these, like, like my best friend, Amy uh, Fleischer Madden was the person who was booking shows, putting out records, like starting a label and like working just as hard in the way that she could, the way she felt she could, she could invest in the scene. And, and, um, So I had these, these incredible, I had the incredible fortune to find all these like-minded people that's like, like, I, like, it's not just saying like, Hey kid, I believe in you. It's like, Hey, I believe in you and him and her and them, and let's all do this, you know? And mm-hmm. it was a, it was a, um, that's that, that spirit of, of, uh, commonality of goal that was, uh, Unique in my life anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not come across that at every stage of my life. And I'm glad those people be- did come into my life and stayed in, in my life. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to think about too, like with the, uh, the ride we've all had that music gives us and the incredible people and new friends you make just con- continually. It's a really inviting lifestyle, you know, to be a musician. You just start making friends all the time. But I just love that uh, more than anything else in, in my life. I've loved that those people that I made that uh, made a connection with um, when I discover music are the very same friends I that I will be talking to tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And you have you have, and that's um, a common tale, right? Yeah. I mean, like Frank Turner writes songs about it all the time. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's pretty great. It's about our scene. It's yeah. about your scene, mine. It's all, it's all a collective. It's incredible. Um, you have kids, right? Yeah. Um, you very young or, or. I don't really try, try not to give details out. I hope that's not oh, too obtuse. Not at all. all. All I'm getting at is, is if you see the same kind of thing happening in your, with your kids making friends, do it, you know, and, and what you're translating to them from what you've learned. Cause I'm a father too. So like I try not to put any of my bullshit onto my kids. But I also try to instill in them the same things that I went through, uh, building relationships and, and dealing with others and, and trying to establish that community as well. But I absolutely understand uh, on on and we can cut that out. Absolutely. Um, it happens every once in a while. You know, oh, no, no. I, did, I don't know whether you want to cut it out. But I just I don't like to get this. I don't mind. Of course, don't mind saying I'm a father. I'm a father. And I love sure. being one. And I'm so proud of my kids. But I don't. I just don't say like how old they are. Oh, sure. Names, if I can avoid it. Yeah. Um, the uh, the thing about aging up in art, maybe you can just start here if that's easier. But one thing about about um, becoming a real grown up, you know, like husband, father, um, um, is that. You you can't you can't help but hope <laughs> that they, that they're going to find those same same things that uh, that you hope the things they find that will define them. You know if you, you you can't help but hope that they're the same ones you found. But I don't know if that's the way it works. 
um, everybody's got their own path and, and, um, mine was so unusual, but I do hope, I do hope that we have that to share. Excellent. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know if that gives you an answer. You can come no. back in. If not, we can cut the whole thing it's out. So it's such a beautiful thing watching them, watching them figure things out and discover things that we only experienced as it was happening to us versus watching it peripherally like a parent would. And you see that spark, you see that, that, uh, you see their eyes get wide or you see that, that, that excitement and you're just like, oh yes. Like it's just starting to click, you know, I never, I never tried to sit down with my kids and teach them guitar. But when my daughter asked for a ukulele or asked for a guitar for Christmas, that's what I did. No one sat down and showed me how to play guitar. I discovered it right. on my own and I sat there and did it. And she will take it up to her room and play by herself and sing to herself. Uh, and every once in a while, I'll give you a little glimpse of it, but it's hers. And I love That's that beautiful. because I didn't push any of it on them. And I think that will help them stick to it. Not because dad said to do it, but because they actually love it. Stuff like that um, is what get, basically what I was getting at is, is seeing um i always yeah, talk you know, to other dads you about give that. the i th- imagine you give a child an instrument like that you're giving them a chance maybe their first chance really mm-hmm. to do some self-discovery yeah when does that occur to a child to start having self-discovery it, i think there's a certain um there's probably a certain appropriate feeling that they're the center of the the universe for quite a while Mm -hmm. and they probably don't have to examine themselves why do i feel this way what does this feel like where what do i need because that's that's not their journey yet but when i think when they find something like a guitar they can they can find their deeper self absolutely absolutely that's when we learn we do everything right as a kid a lot of ways physically lifting with the legs, you know, squatting down to pick something up. We learn how to do it wrong. Maybe it doesn't look cool doing it that way. And then you get older and you have to learn how to do it again. You know, it's just such magical, magical things uh, and watching that happen. But um, I want to talk, I, I, I mean, I want to, I want to talk a little bit too about where you're at now. Cause you've got, you've got new music coming out. You've been through a whirlwind in the last few years. The accident, I didn't even know about it until I heard it on a podcast. I had no idea. I didn't see it in the news. I had no idea it had I had no idea you were going through this this traumatic event. Coming back, learning to or being able to hold a guitar again, play again. The fact that it could have been taken away. And that's that's not the part I'm getting at, is is but because you've talked about that journey. You've been down that road and 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 um I don't want to rehash all that stuff. Where has that brought you to now with this new this new record, like, and and where you're sitting now, as far as 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 uh, the Chris we're talking to right now? You know, it's pretty obviously and pretty obvious and cliche place to be, where you're just like the where you've you've been through. Well, I've been through a very a difficult uh, time and uh, had a lot of questions about whether I'd be able to continue. Well, certainly had questions about whether I could continue to play music or, or sing. Um, but even what kind of, uh, whether, whether I'd have to get through everything in life with limitation. Um, and so I've worked, I've worked hard to get past that and, and all that work 
sweetens the pot somehow, you know, to find you can do it, to find you have it. But look, maybe it takes a year and a half of guitar lessons, but you can play guitar again. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe it takes, uh, you know, a couple of years of, or almost a year, I should say a year and a half of a physical therapy, but you can, you can uh, just say yes now to the things that might come into your world. You might say, Chris, you want to go for a run or you want to go, we're going to go to the beach. You want to go for a swim or go skate? And I can say, I can say, yeah, I can say yes. And so the deeper fear I'd had, those were pretty deep too, but the, uh, but on the next, the one that was a luxury to worry about. See, I needed to worry about those things. There's no question. I just had to worry. Mm -hmm. The thing that I couldn't even, I didn't even feel I had the luxury to worry about was whether I could make, make new music, whether I could write new music, whether I could release new music. And it has put me in the place where I, I'm, I, I fear sounding like a cliche, but it is what it is. And I am going to, and I'll say it, it, I have a deep gratitude for where I am because of what I've gone through. And so this has been my, I'm savoring every second of this. I'm, I'm not even rushing to finish this sentence anymore. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I want to I feel what this living thing feels like all the way. incredible that's incredible that's what i'm i think that's what i'm picking up on is 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 um while i was talking earlier about the just the peaceful mindfulness is the savoring just savoring every moment even this you know it's something i'm learning to do myself with patience and and you know be in the moment this is the only time chris i'm in the moment in my life is what you and i are doing right now these lights are on i'm in a studio it's closed Literally the only time in my life that I'm completely focused on one thing. Yeah, I think I can relate to that. I think previous, maybe previous to the accident, uh, the one place I could, I could count on. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were other times I was in the moment, but the one place I could count on always being in the moment was on, on stage. Um, then maybe ironically on a motorcycle also. Yeah. In those two places, you, you really have to have the thing has to have your total focus or the or the whole enterprise is sort of over. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so in playing shows, I can feel that total centered uh, uh, um, feeling. And I also always in that place felt a deep gratitude. But this is different. And it and then. And in all, in all honesty, it's 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 better. It's it's a real gift to feel it all the time, and um, it that doesn't appear to be going away. I don't feel like this is oh I'm just appreciating, say uh, say rolling out this record and talking to people like you. Mm -hmm. um, say with that for example. Well, I'll appreciate it because I never thought I'd have another one. No, that's that's not why. That's certainly part of it. But I appreciate it because I've learned to understand that doing so is is uh, is sort of uh, often 
foolishly skipped endeavor that we all do, right? Mm-hmm. Just life is fast. Man. It doesn't have to get slow for you to um, appreciate it. Um, and it won't, I won't let it get so fast again that, it, that I can't. That's a wonderful, a wonderful sentiment. I, I, I always say I learn something from these, every one of these episodes, I learn something. And I always appreciate time. I always do. I always thank someone for the time because it's so precious. But hearing you speak this way about how you're living now makes me appreciate this hour even, even more because, you know, you, you came on here and are spending an hour of this time that you're, that you are living fully with me and the listenership, but it makes it that much more special. You know, um, you know, there, you can have 10 of these scheduled in a day, but each one of them means something regardless of how cliche or whatever the 10 same questions you get asked about everything are, it's still time spent with that other person. Um, and it, it means a lot. And I really, I, I, it, it feels great to see you, uh, although we don't know each other, to see you in such a good place, to see you in such a happy place, especially, you know, I've had all these hopeless feelings with this stuff going on around us that eventually catch up to you and you just start feeling hopeless. But then I can hop on here and, and get inspired, you know, um, connect with another human being on a, on a very basic level, but it's very important, um, to connect with others. And it's, it's just something that I, I wouldn't trade for the world. Um, and I'm, I'm just really excited to hear, uh, what's coming out because I, I, knowing where you're at and where you were making this, I'm very excited to hear it completed and, and, and out in the world, you know, um, with that insight from you, with how you're living, you know, being able to just take it all in. It's, it's, uh, something I wish everyone could do. I can't, I'm still working on it, but it seems like you're well on your way to doing that. And, and, uh, I can only imagine the, the, the peace and the happiness that come from that. Yeah. I feel happy. I feel, I feel deeply happy. I yeah. can hear it in your voice, man. I can hear it in your voice and, uh, and I can see it in your face, but, uh, man, I, I, we're almost at an hour here, man. I, I don't, I know you probably have more stuff going on and I don't, I want to be respectful, um, of your time, but I really, I truly appreciate, uh, this hour and I, you're welcome back anytime. If you want to come back on, we can delve deeper into other things. Um, but I truly appreciate it, Chris. I really do. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to come back and talk with you more. Dude. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. All right, man. Well, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you get back to the rest of your, your, uh, your evening and your, your press cycle. Um, do you have a name for the record yet? I do. It's called all the truth that I can tell. Excellent. And you, you have the release date. February. T- Hold on. It must be February. T- Is it the 23rd or the 26th? Let's see. I think it must be the 25th, February 25th. It's Friday. Okay. Right? I think yeah. so. February 25th. Excellent. Well, man, I like I said, I appreciate the time. And, and anytime you want to come back on, we'll absolutely do it again. And, and uh, just cheers to you, man, for, for, for just making it through everything and just, just having such a, 
great contribution to music and and giving me so many hours of of songs to sing at the top of my lungs in the car you know <laughs> my wife yeah, was dude, excited glad, about this one i tell you because i'm glad we were there for each other all of us right dude of course it's been good of course it's been good to sing together all these years absolutely my friend uh and i'll uh if if you want to send the file over you can send it to me i can communicate through ryan whatever you want to do um just let me know yep i'll get it sent over awesome all right chris have a good rest of your day bud you too pal see ya great chat Bye. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessional, from the Vacant Andes, from Further Seems Forever. Uh, just one of my favorite musicians. Uh, I'm, I didn't know him before this, and I'm glad I know him now because he is a fascinating person and an amazing songwriter uh, and just a good person to know because he's got a, a wealth of knowledge and he's very just cool, calm and collected. And I like having people like that in my life. Um, so his new album, All the Truth That I Can Tell, comes out this month on the 25th so in just let's see two weeks yeah two weeks out 225 22 all the truth i can tell pick up the record there's a few singles out now um we're gonna play one on here as well well we played it in the intro music um but if you guys want to check it out uh, head over to spotify and while you're over there give us a rating on the peer pleasure podcast you can do that now over there so thank you to chris for coming on thank you to maddie mullins for connecting chris and i uh, thank you to Jason Gleason, uh, one of the great, great singers of our time, uh, who I hit up the day before. I was like, man, give me something interesting to start out with Chris. And he gave me that comment about all the hardcore royalty side stage in New York whenever he sees Chris play. Um, and I love Jason very much. He's become a very good friend and a friend of the show. Um, and yeah, it's just so awesome meeting all these amazing people through this show. And just starting these these really cool friendships that stem from just a conversation. You're not even face to face, like you're on a computer, but it still rings true. You know, that genuine curiosity, the human connection cannot be replaced. Uh, there's something about it. It's just it's it's in it's in us. It's in our evolution. It's in our it's in our brains. Um, I really feel that way that we need each other. So I need every one of you guys to take care of your families, take care of each other, really just be a conduit to, to greatness, a conduit to, to peace and equality. And just, I mean, just stand up for who you need to stand up for, stand up for yourself, but at the same time, bring others with you, bring people up. If you have the chance, bring someone up. If you have a platform, bring someone up. Don't just keep it for yourself. Bring someone else up with you. The more we bring people up, in this medium, in any medium, high tides or the rising tide raises all ships. It's a cliche term, but it really makes sense. So if you have a platform and an opportunity to bring someone up, bring them up, shout them out. You know what I mean? Build someone up. It's all we can do. And we can help the person next to us. They do the same thing. You start local, start, start right at home. That's how you do it. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now. I really appreciate you guys coming back week after week. I love each and every one of you guys. I love that you're listening to this, hopefully on Super Bowl Sunday, because I released it a little early. But if not, uh, I'm glad you're listening to it now. So just know that I love each and every one of you guys very much. I say it every week, and I'll continue to do so. And I will try to raise up people as much as I can as well. Um, this platform I take very seriously. Uh, I don't advertise things I don't use. I don't advertise things that hurt people. Uh, and I don't promote things that hurt people. Uh, it's something that I will never do as long as I can, you know, people make mistakes, but as long as I am able to do this show, I will not 
be using it as a platform to hurt others and or uh, promote things that I don't use and can't vouch for. So uh, that being said, I'm just rambling more and more. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, I like to keep these intros short. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get out of here. I got a lot to do as usual. As you guys know, I'm always doing things. I'm always getting more episodes out. Uh, and we're building the bank back up after the 12 days of December. So, as always, guys, we'll see you on the radio. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.